Hey, I'm Kins and welcome to the first ever episode of Small Joys. So I thought we would start off this podcast with a little bit of a story about me. So I really want to share my journey so far. So I want to tell this whole journey as a bit of an insight into what I've been through. I know some of these topics are really confronting and challenging to admit for some, but I want to put this out there so that others going through similar situations know that they're not alone in this and that things can get better. I really want to be as honest and transparent about my journey as I can be whilst keeping some of the harsher details to myself because honestly they probably won't help anyone. I would like to state a trigger warning for this episode. So this episode mentions sensitive topics including eating disorders and mental health issues. If you're in a vulnerable state this might not be the episode for you. So jumping right in I thought I would just start off with a bit of my mental health journey so if you know me and you've come from my Instagram or something like that you will know that I have had my fair share of mental health struggles in my life most notably my eating disorder has been probably the biggest impact over the last year but it's been a bit of a journey before that so growing up I had pretty bad anxiety as a kid Um, It wasn't really seen as anxiety, um, more as just me being really shy and kind of keeping to myself and stuff. I have memories of being at like McDonald's with my family and my little brother sort of making fun of me because I was too scared to go up and ask for like extra tomato sauce and stuff. But it was, yeah, it was just a manifestation of my anxiety as a kid. So along with that, I have always had an overactive mind so constantly overthinking everything. I remember as a kid I would stay up all night just repeating times tables to myself in my head and just manifesting and fixating on things all the time. My mind never really shut off and I struggled with sleep quite a bit. Ever since then as well I've had this whole thing about constant productivity so with my mind being so active all the time I constantly needed stimulation to sort of keep it occupied and along with that the constant productivity kind of taught me how to avoid my emotions in a way by constantly having something to do. I just did a lot of stuff as a kid pretty much. As a kid I was kind of seen to be a gifted kid in a way. Um, I did extension classes, I learnt languages, I did science classes when I was like year four or something like that. Like wasn't exactly normal for a kid my age to be doing. Um, yeah I always grew up quite intelligent Um, but yeah also um, when I was eight my parents split up and that kind of led to me sort of having a role as almost being an adult as a kid even just having to make decisions as a kid like what parent do you want to live with what stuff like that it was quite overwhelming for me as a kid thinking back now Um, which is yeah quite difficult so yeah kind of being expected to be mature for my age which I don't know some people say that that's a good thing but in other respects you do lose a bit of your childhood and it is quite tough so as a kid I was also bullied quite a bit mostly for my appearance then for like being shy or 
and other aspects being too out there, which is a really weird contrast. I was definitely a performer as a kid, so I'd get up and I'd put on shows for like everyone in my class. And I remember in, I think it was year four as well, I made like my entire class put on a dance performance for another class or something like that, like something along those lines. And so I was super out there when it came to that sort of stuff, like in gymnastics, I would compete and I would love being the center of attention. I would put on shows for like my family at home and stuff, but then I'd also at the same time be really reserved and anxious around other kids and making friends and stuff like that. So I don't know, it's a weird contrast, but it was just kind of dependent on where I'm comfortable and still is kind of the same now. Yeah, skipping forward a bit now, in high school was when I really became aware of mental health and what that meant. I remember, I think it was when I was in year 9 or 10, I found out like what depression and anxiety were and I actually did like online tests um, like screening tests to see if I had it because I felt deep down like I did and eventually after a while of me sort of sitting with it and also dealing with all of these things like dealing with depression dealing with anxiety I actually talked to my mum about it and we tried to get some help for it I because of my age and stuff they didn't really want to go with the med like medication route or anything and so I was put into try therapy and my experience with therapy back then was not good I absolutely hated it I really did not want to go I couldn't talk to anyone I was too anxious about therapy to talk about my anxiety which is just an oxymoron in itself but yeah I tried therapy and I absolutely hated it nothing was really working and yeah it was difficult because I literally had no clue how to deal with any of this stuff I was felt quite alone it was at that age especially and back then because what was that I was maybe 14 15 and I'm almost 21 now so yeah it was it's a while ago so back then it still wasn't super talked about at least not as much as it is now so yeah in high school I suffered from pretty bad depression I I remember there was a year pretty much where I I've always been an absolute nerd I love school I love learning I just love the environment I do quite well in it and there was a year where I just completely shut off. I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. I'd be pretend. I'd fake that I was sick to mum all the time just to not go to school because I couldn't get myself out of bed for the day. Um, and I was really, really struggling at that point, which was really hard. As well as that, at the end of year 11 I had to deal with the loss of one of my best friends she passed away from cancer which was a really really difficult time in my life yeah it's really hard to talk about even thinking back it is something which has just stuck with me for so long obviously losing a loved one is always really really hard but at the time I was 15 
And to lose someone so close to you, so young, really is just a really hard experience. Um, and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Luckily, I did have some really good support at the time. My family has always been really good with it. And I had some really good friends around me at the time, as well as some not so good friends, which was hard and I did end up moving on from them. I'd say that was probably one of the lowest points for me was after losing my best friend, I kind of just spiraled and I was very, very depressed. The next year, I was getting, I was getting a bit better. I'd sort of pat myself up and my last couple years of high school, I was doing pretty well in terms of mental health, in terms of anxiety and depression at least. Yeah, I was dealing pretty well with it and that was pretty good and then near the end of my last year of high school I had another low point and it kind of never stopped getting lower it wasn't like each day it would go up and down it was kind of just on a downhill slope and so at the end of my last year of high school I ended up going and talking to the doctors again once I'd turned 18 and we talked about going on medication and so that's sort of when my journey with medication started three years ago yeah like three years ago I started on medication and that was a whole journey in itself I might do another chat about medication specifically because it is one of the topics which isn't really talked about when it comes to mental health but yeah I ended up starting medication and after a while of switching different meds and trying back and forth, um, started to get a bit better and that was pretty cool to see because I have really never experienced until that point what it was to sort of have a normal balance in the brain. You know, mental health issues are caused by chemical imbalances in the brain for the most part. So yeah, I started on meds and then I went off to uni a few months later and I was doing really well. I was, you know, just getting by and then I sort of made a dumb decision where I was doing super well and I thought I was all there and I was doing great and I was like, I don't need meds. I'm doing amazing. So I stopped taking them and then... That kind of started another little <laughs> another little downfall. Near the end of my first semester of uni, I couldn't get out of bed before like 12. I wasn't going to class. I was getting really behind. I ended up just giving up on one of my papers. And this is from me, who I love learning. I am a nerd. I love studying. I do work constantly. But I had literally no motivation I couldn't get myself to do anything and it was really hard and as well moving into the hall was really tough for my anxiety um, being surrounded suddenly by like 300 people you don't know is a shock to the system for most but with someone with social anxiety just absolutely crazy so yeah that was a bit of an up and down time for me first it was pretty rough yeah the end of that first semester was a pretty low point some things happened with some friends and stuff and that was just even lower and yeah it was really hard after a while 
near the end of the year, it started to go up again. I was regularly taking my meds. I was looking after myself again. I was getting back on top of my feet. Um, and then, you know, I did the whole same thing again. I was feeling really good, so I stopped taking my meds. And the cycle continued. And, yeah, it was really hard. <laughs> so, yeah, I've kind of come to a point now where I know that I need to be medicated for my mental illness. And I'm quite comfortable with that. I know that it's the best thing for me. But, yeah, it is really hard. So, that's kind of... I don't know that's my journey without touching on my eating disorder because I'm going to talk about that as a whole different thing in a second but yeah I've yeah so I'd say the main things that I deal with and I am knowledgeable on and I know a lot about is definitely anxiety and depression I do have a lot of OCD traits um, and I do struggle with that quite a bit but that's something which I'm still only really just coming to terms with that that's what a lot of things are so I don't want to speak too much on that yeah I've kind of grown up with these little things and I'm just now learning how to deal with them and cope with them and it is a journey and it's quite difficult but you know we get there so yeah that's sort of my mental health journey so far so now I want to talk about my eating disorder journey all right so now for the next sort of topic which is my eating disorder journey so I would just like to add another trigger warning here um, I am going to be talking about eating disorders which can be a really sensitive and potentially triggering topic for some people I'm not going to be giving any mentions of numbers or weights or anything like that because that's just really not helpful for anyone to know that sort of up to me and the people that are looking after me to know I'm not going to share anything like that so my eating disorder journey started quite a long time ago so if you didn't already know I last year was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa but my eating disorder started a long time before that diagnosis so yeah it's been quite the journey so growing up as a kid I grew up super free with food I ate what I want I literally didn't care loved food sort of the similar story to a lot of people with eating disorders as a kid you just don't care you eat what you want when you want eat what you're given at dinner time stuff like that but as a kid I was a bigger kid um, I was teased quite a bit for my body size and how I looked and you know being called unfit and lazy and stuff like that which was really difficult for a kid and I became super aware of my body at quite a young age um, especially in sports such as gymnastics when you know everyone is quite athletic and slim I kind of stood out a bit which was yeah quite hard and I was I remember as a kid I remember being weighed as a kid by my family and stuff like that I remember having my weight written down in a journal and I still the numbers are still ingrained in my brain I remember exactly what weight I was at certain ages which is something I'm really trying to forget because it is really hard to come to terms with not come to terms with but just to think about and I really don't like having it in my mind but 
unfortunately that's just something that stuck with me so yeah as a kid I was pretty focused on my body I was as a kid I was pretty surrounded by a lot of diet culture I had you know family members that would be going on detoxes and going on diets and stuff like that and worrying about what they ate and you know as a kid you don't really know that that's I don't know that it's not normal because I don't know in our world dieting and diet culture is so big and when you don't understand the impacts of it and what it can lead to and the harm and stuff like that you know you don't really know what it's doing to you at the time but yeah growing up surrounded by a lot of diet culture and all that sort of stuff really did have an impact on me I was way too aware of my body for a kid I was always really self-conscious even yeah going through intermediate school I got really self-conscious I hated the way I looked I would try and hide I remember being in dance classes and staring at the mirror and I just hated the way I looked it's just how it happened I was super self-conscious I didn't like the way I looked at all but at the same time my struggle with food began young it wasn't anything severe or anything but sometimes you know I would hide my lunch or stuff like that it doesn't seem like a big deal but looking back it sort of was a catalyst for what was to come in my life the first solid memory I have of having eating disorder patterns would be in high school in year 11 in particular so as I was saying earlier I grew up surrounded by a lot of diet culture I'd heard of you know cleanses and detoxes and all that sort of thing and I had heard about counting calories and stuff like that and in year 11 I started to restrict myself I would you know I was making my own lunches to school like nobody was watching over me or anything and I would just start packing little and then I was super conscious of like what I was eating but at the same time I wasn't I went vegetarian so I'd have more control over my food at home yeah I started restricting and yeah it kind of for me that never led to much weight change in fact it led to a binge restrict cycle so I would barely eat during the day and then at night I would just binge and yeah it was just the way I coped with emotions food growing up for me had always been a way to deal with emotions emotional eating and stuff like that and that was how I I used it as a way to cope with emotions basically and yeah going through year 12 I was still in the same cycle I was restricting and then binging restricting and then binging it was just a constant cycle of that and then year 13 came around and that is probably where I first identified looking back that's the first real time that in lack of a better word to say I took the eating disorder seriously I gave into the patterns I started counting my calories I started tracking everything I started over exercising I remember I would go to work and I'd have food at work and the place I worked was a place that you could google 
um, how many calories are in the food and so I'd have the food there and then I remember going home and then we had an exercise bike and I would make sure I would work off every single thing that I'd eaten and it was just not good and during that time period I actually did lose a bit of weight and because I was a bigger person I was celebrated for it and everyone congratulated me on my weight loss and was asking me what I was doing and how I was exercising and all that sort of stuff and keeping in mind I'd always been a pretty active person I'd grown up playing heaps of sports and then I was doing dancing all through high school and I was still playing some sports at the time and I was always doing things and I hadn't really on the outside done much to change but at the same time I was you know I was working out of my room every night alone and I was doing everything very secretly nobody really noticed anything nobody knew anything um, my family never really noticed anything when I was losing like when I was losing weight they were just saying how good it was and all that sort of thing but at the time I was very seriously like I was struggling I was mentally overloaded by these eating disorder thoughts and control and all that sort of thing because I felt completely out of control in my last year at high school I had no clue what I wanted to do with the next year I was really tossing up all my different paths in life I did turn to I turned to food and exercise as my means of control and at the same time I really wanted to change the way I looked I still hated how I looked and I wanted to make a change and I wanted you know I wanted to be different I was sick of the way I looked I was sick of my habits I was sick of being in the binge and restrict cycle I was just over it and I just completely gave in to all these eating disorder thoughts that I had of restricting and over exercising and compensating and all that sort of thing and yeah it was just it was tough because you know I was constantly being praised for it with all the you know all the weight that I lost I was congratulated I was told how well I was doing and you know that just satisfied the eating disorder in me it told me that I was doing things right and to keep going because you know I was still I was a healthy weight there wasn't really anything wrong people saw that I was exercising more and I don't know eating a bit healthier maybe and you know people saw that as a good thing which it's it's really hard because there's no I'm not putting any blame on anyone because that's just the way things are like you know that's how our culture and our society works but it was completely satisfying all of the thoughts that were already ingrained in my head from this eating disorder but yeah there came a point in my last year of school where I actually was confronted by one of my teachers my form teacher actually who sent me through to my school counsellor and my school counsellor confronted me and they were like your teacher's really concerned, you're, you know, drawing back, you're not being able to pay attention in class as well, you're, you know, struggling, you're not as talkative as you used to be, um, you've lost a little, like, a bit of weight, and I blatantly lied. I was like, oh, um, yeah, I'm just eating healthy and stuff, and 
that's sort of where it stopped. Um, there was no like further investigation done. Nobody really looked into it any further. I just said that I was, you know, um, taking care of myself and watching what I ate and stuff like that. So yeah, end of the school year came. I was finished with school and I went straight from school into working full time. So the summer before I went off to uni, I went and I worked full time. I moved out of home-ish. I was living with my grandparents from Monday to Friday because they lived closer to the place I was working. And I sort of used that as a way to get away from being able to have food available (laughs) Which sounds crazy, but, you know, eating disorder thoughts aren't rational and they're not logical at all. And so I use that as a way to better serve my eating disorder. So I would go to work, I wouldn't eat that much at work and... There were comments on it made all the time. I was always told that I eat like a rabbit and that I never really have any food. And I was like, oh yeah, I just eat when I get home. Um, you know, all those excuses that you use. But yeah, I was restricting quite a lot, especially compared to, you know, what I had been eating at home and even what I'd been eating while I was restricting at school and stuff like that. And over that summer, I did lose quite a bit of weight. But once again, I was still a healthy weight. I was congratulated. I was exercising more and, you know, that was seen as a good thing and all that sort of stuff, which, yeah, was really hard for somebody who was internally struggling so much. But I didn't want to reach out for help because I, you know, I liked what the eating disorder was doing. I liked that I was losing weight. I liked that I was getting smaller. I liked that I was getting this attention and being told how good I looked and being praised and... Yeah, by the time uni came around, I had developed in my eating disorder quite a bit. I had quite a lot of fear foods. I was under eating a lot. And it was pretty much noticed within the first week I was at uni. I remember I had a friend and he would just be like, you eat like you're on war rations. Like, you know that you can have more food. He's like, you eat like a toddler. You don't have enough. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is all I need. I'm never hungry. Which was just a lie. And I wish that the rational side of my brain had kicked in and just been like, you don't eat enough. Just eat more food. Because that would have saved me so much trouble over the last few years. But, yeah, I was at that point, I'd been, you know, I was scared to go out to eat. It wasn't that it wasn't as bad as it got. It wasn't my lowest point definitely. I was still it was at a place where I could, you know, put on a front in front of people and most of my struggle was just by myself. Um I'd still eat around people. I'd still go out on the odd occasion. But I was terrified of alcohol, which in first year of uni, in New Zealand at least, if you don't know, there is just a massive drinking culture. But I was terrified of alcohol. I did not want to have to drink and, you know, consume all that's in alcohol. And I didn't want to lose control and all that sort of thing. So I barely went out, which, you know, contributed to my social situation. I wasn't as close with some other people as I could have been. Um, 
and yeah it was really hard but then sort of coinciding with that period of depression that I talked about earlier when I went off the medication I then started you know I wasn't eating in front of people because I was so anxious and then at night or when I was just in my room I would secretly binge and then I would secretly exercise and I would overcompensate and all that sort of stuff and it was just really really difficult um and then in about the middle of first year I remember I downloaded like six or seven different calorie counting apps and I was just like I'm over this I just need to sort myself out I need to get myself in control again and I just really yeah went all in it didn't at that point I honestly I don't know what my weight was doing so I don't actually know what I weighed I don't remember and that's probably a good thing but I do remember going to the gym with a friend and I saw her weight and then I was just fixated on that I was determined that I was going to be that size which really just wasn't realistic for me at all it's just yeah it's crazy looking back at some of the stuff I did but yeah I yeah I was in I was suddenly counting all my calories again and I was doing all that sort of all those behaviors I was you know exercising I was going to the gym I was you know I was spending hours at the gym I was spending far too long and I would do it all in secret like everything was very much kept to myself I didn't talk to others about what I was doing I didn't say what I was doing I didn't reach out for help because I didn't think there was a problem basically and then a bit later in the year I'd sort of I'd gotten around a really good group of friends and I was just comfortable again I felt like I was in control of my life um, I had a really good group of friends. We'd go out for coffee, like, every day. We'd just go. We'd go to a bakery every Sunday, and we'd get, you know, French pastries, get a coffee, go down, go sit together. Like, it was just normal. I would say that's probably one of the last times I remember having a normal relationship with food was during that period. Um, I'd go out with my friends, you know, we'd be like, let's order pizza, and we'd just have pizza. It wasn't a big deal. And yeah, I had normalish eating. And then at that point, I got into a relationship and, you know, it was just normal. Like, we'd just go out to eat and we, I had other friends and we'd just go out, we'd get food, we'd eat food at the hall, we'd do whatever. Like, it was just, it was normal. And then the end of the year came around and everyone that I was in the hall with basically moved home at the end of the year. They went back to where they were from and they left Wellington whereas I I had a job and so I was staying in Wellington at the end of the year um so I moved into a flat with a bunch of people that I did not know and it was pretty isolating because all of the friends that I had made throughout that whole year in Wellington all went away and it was just me in a flat with a bunch of strangers. I had the people I knew at work and stuff, but for the most part, it was pretty much just me. So, yeah, I was pretty alone in that time. It was just me working pretty much. I was doing a couple of summer papers for uni, but it was just me, and I was determined that by the time everyone came back for uni... And by the time that I went home for Christmas, I was going to lose weight. I 
started going to the gym almost every day. I was doing workouts every morning when I woke up. I was counting my calories and I was severely, severely restricting. And by the time I did go home, I had lost quite a bit of weight. And at that point, I was still a normal weight. Um, Through, I'd say, the largest majority of my eating disorder, I was a normal weight or overweight I so yeah for me it was quite I don't know everyone was praising me for what I was doing and that just fueled my eating disorder a hundred percent I was restricting so much I was just I wasn't looking after myself I remember I had periods of fainting oh I forgot to mention that earlier in back in year 13 I there was periods where I was just blacking out all the time and I was like oh there's something wrong but I never put two and two together that was the fact that I wasn't eating enough and I was over exercising and I was over exerting myself and all of these things but yeah um, at the end of that year that was really the start of my downfall I was isolated which is just the perfect environment for an eating disorder to thrive and yeah by the time I went home I'd lost a bit of weight and I was praised for it I went away I was still all right like I kind of I don't want to say let myself go but in front of others I was able to just act normal and act as if there was nothing wrong I was able to eat normally and just yeah I mean from the outside I was fine but on the inside I had all this guilt and I was thinking about how I could work things off and oh like I can do this now because when I get back I'll just you know I'll start doing this again and it was a really toxic mindset and a really harmful place to be in and yeah that sort of continued over the whole summer and I lost quite a bit of weight and by the time everyone came back there were a lot of comments everyone was pretty surprised um but it was it was a lot of praise it was a lot of positive feedback nobody was sort of nobody was really worried about me because as I've said I was a normal weight and it's not anyone's fault of that they didn't notice or anything but it's just how it is and then yeah everyone came back I was sort of getting into a normal groove it sort of coincided with the time that I I was at a really low point mentally I'd stopped taking my meds over that summer as well and yeah I really wasn't looking after myself so when everyone came back and I was back and over that summer I'd been doing long distance with my boyfriend at the time and that was fine but then when everyone comes back and I was around people again my anxiety was quite bad and everything was just a bit too much I realized I couldn't hide this stuff all the time especially being with my boyfriend I was around him all the time and you know like if I wasn't eating there'd be questions and all that sort of stuff and it just sent me into complete panic and then yeah it was just not a good time and then got back into uni that was going all right for about first three weeks and then lockdown happened so the whole of the country because of covid went into a lockdown um and I went home for lockdown and over this lockdown I went into it with 
a restrictive I need to lose weight mindset I remember I literally took my scales my bathroom scales in my bag home for lockdown so I could lose weight and as soon as lockdown was announced I was like right this is the time I'm gonna lose weight and you know if you were around if you're in New Zealand or anywhere in the world during that lockdown you'll know that during the first round of lockdowns there was so much diet culture everywhere everything was get fit this lockdown lose weight surprise everyone do all this all these workout challenges and bettering yourself and it was just such a toxic place to be when really the only thing that should have been on people's minds was staying home and staying safe and looking after each other and looking after your loved ones and keeping well but instead me with an end disorder brain I took it as a chance to lose weight and I did like that's just what happened I did I was in a sense I was very successful in listening to my eating disorder thoughts I did what it said I was counting my calories in I was counting my calories out I got an apple watch I was over exercising I was doing all this stuff and it was horrible for myself it wasn't good for me and my mental well-being was not good either like I was so low I was in such a low point and then coming out of that lockdown I came back and I'd lost a lot of weight in a very short time period and that's sort of when people started to maybe have a little bit of concern for it. Um, My family was still pretty, even though I'd been with my family the whole lockdown, all the habits I had, I I was really good at hiding what I was doing. I made it look like I was still doing things normally, but I really was not. And like I've said, it's not anyone else's fault for not noticing because I was hiding it and I was doing pretty well at hiding it and making it seem like it was just normal and healthy choices, which it really wasn't. But yeah, but yeah, I get back from lockdown and I was not in a good place. I was starting really, I was insane Um, (laughs) to put it quite frank. I was not there mentally I was having my mood was all over the show I was having severe mood swings I was freezing cold I I would have chest pains and trouble breathing I'd picked up habits in lockdown like every morning I'd get up and I'd go and I'd just run and I was tracking every movement of my day I knew exactly what was going in I knew exactly what was going out I or as much as you can but I was just obsessed I there was nothing else I cared about aside from losing weight and I I realized again that I couldn't do this in front of other people and so I started just cutting people out I I broke up with my boyfriend I stop seeing any of my friends I stopped leaving the house I because of my anxiety as well I had really bad health anxiety when it came to COVID I was too scared to go anywhere um coming out of lockdown my social anxiety was horrific I didn't want to see people I didn't want to go places and I just stayed at home and I found a way to make that work and all I would do at home was exercise and avoid food and 
just stay to myself and I was closed off I was a shell of the person that I was I lost my personality I all I cared about was my eating disorder and that was the only thing that was keeping me going I mean I was still studying and stuff at the time as well but I I honestly I don't know how I had any attention span for it I don't know how I got through I because I honestly I don't really have much memory of this time period which is because of the eating disorder I was malnourished and even in my bigger body I was malnourished and you know along with that I just have no memory of it happening and all I have is like photos and notes to myself and stories that other people have told me to put this all together um I remember some key details and stuff like that and you know major events but a lot of it is just cloudy and I honestly don't remember it and it's awful as much as I I don't really want to remember it because it's it's quite traumatic but at the same time I missed so much life I missed so much life for the sake of serving my eating disorder I missed so many experiences like I I moved into my first real flat with one of my friends and I had new flatmates and all of these incredible things that I should have been making the most of and instead I was sacrificing everything I was cutting out all my friends I barely saw anyone all of this just to serve an eating disorder yeah and then with some of the sort of symptoms that came with my eating disorder I decided to go and see a doctor because I still hadn't put two and two together that this that this could be you know a result of what I was doing in terms of my food and exercise you know like I was always cold and I had these chest pains and my heart rate was really really low and all these things that I just didn't even put together and it took a couple of visits to the doctor for the doctor to finally sort of talk to me and that's when he sort of gave me the first not official diagnosis but he told me that he thought I had anorexia which at that point I already knew I was aware I I'd been doing this for years I knew what it was I knew what I was doing but I if you have an eating disorder you might understand this when you know exactly what you're doing but you don't think it applies to you you know you think you're the exception you think that you know you're the one that you know this stuff doesn't happen to you and yeah I was referred through to the eating disorder service but I wouldn't hear from them for a few months and I was still really stuck I think one of my hardest memories was I remember my best friend came to visit me and we had planned with a bunch of other people we were all going out for a dinner we got to the dinner and I didn't order anything and I couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't eat anything and it was a BYO and everyone else was drinking and I I couldn't bring myself to do that I remember having a panic attack because the waitress said that I had to order something and I ran off to the bathroom and I just bawled my eyes out it was a really 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 hard time 
and sort of after that I was like okay I'm over this I I want to get better I really want to get better and I started reaching out for help I started contacting every place possible I was trying so hard to get in contact with this eating disorder service I was reaching out to every single eating disorder service in New Zealand I was trying to find a therapist I was doing everything and there was just nothing I could do and I couldn't I couldn't help myself I had no clue how to I was stuck I I really had no clue what to do and yeah then I had my first appointment at this eating disorder service where I was formally diagnosed and I walking in there I wasn't even expecting to be diagnosed I thought that maybe I'd go there and I'd get like a therapist or something and I ended up being put on the wait list for residential treatment, which was absolutely not what I, what I was expecting. I didn't think I was that bad. I didn't think I was sick enough for that, which you'll hear the term sick enough talked a lot about with eating disorders. Um, in all honesty, if you have an eating disorder, you are sick enough. If you think you have an eating disorder, you are sick enough. There's no real, there's never going to be enough for your eating disorder. You're always, it's never going to be enough no matter what you're doing. But yeah, I, I didn't think I was that bad. But in the end, that I think was on a Wednesday. And by the next week, my mum had moved up. Because um, my mum doesn't live in the same city as I did. And she'd moved up and I'd moved out of my flat and I'd moved in with her to pretty much start my recovery and start eating and stopping all these things but my mum had no clue what to do she's not she's not an eating disorder professional she had no clue how to look after me or how to get me to do it you know it's not as simple as just making me a meal and sitting down with me and eating it's a lot bigger than that and at the time I was still I was still so unaware of my situation. I was still going to work. I really should not have been working at that point. I was super unwell. I By that point, I'd visited hospital a couple of times and I was having... I had chest pains daily and, you know, when I'd have my weekly checkups with a nurse, they'd be like, oh, like, have you had any of those symptoms? And I'd be like, oh, you know, like just the normal amount of chest pain. As if you know, a normal 19-year-old girl has chest pain all the time and is so cold that they're wearing 10 layers of clothes and they're standing in front of a fireplace and can't heat up or running forever and not heating up or breaking a sweat or anything like that. I was so delusional in how I was. And then I ended up going into inpatient, so I went into residential treatment I was just in the day program so I was there from about seven o'clock every morning until eight o'clock every night I was there for all my meals almost in a day I had one meal a day at home but I was there and that's sort of when I started getting better so obviously I was in treatment and so I was eating enough and I wasn't exercising and well to an extent obviously I was at home overnight and so some behaviors definitely slipped up in there but for the most part I was getting better and I was starting to get my life back I I think the hardest thing was because 
for so long before I went into treatment. I'd completely isolated myself. By the time I wasn't there and I was ready to get my life back, I had no one left. I had distanced myself so far from my friends that I didn't really have anyone by the time I came to, you know, start going out and doing things. I'd said no to so many invitations that I was starting to no longer get invited places. And yeah, it was definitely hard. Yeah, I was in there for six months, which is a bloody long time. I spent six months of my life in treatment, which I am so grateful for because it got me to start getting to where I am today. But at the same time, it was really tough and it's not where a person wants to be or should be. Um, And along with treatment comes a lot, a lot of trauma. Eating disorder treatment is not great here and I will speak about this um, in another point if you know of me already from my previous podcast Early Rises we do have a podcast episode on that but yeah treatment is really hard then I sort of phased out of treatment so I started going a few days less a week and I was moving I was independent my mum had moved back home and I was back in my flat I was you know by myself again and I was starting I was starting to get back on my feet and yeah that sort of leads to where I'm at now where I am now so now it is officially as I'm recording this it's the 1st of September so I am eight months out of eating disorder treatment at least day patient care I still am in the system and I still have appointments but Yeah, I'm eight months out of my treatment and I'm doing really well. This last eight months hasn't been smooth, to say the least. I've had some ups and downs. I've been a bit all over the show. But a couple of months now, I decided to go all in in my eating disorder recovery and just take things into my control, like my real control. Not my eating disorder's false sense of control, but my control. And I'm at a place where now I'm trying to find balance in life. I've just recently started getting back into exercise after taking a good a good year, basically, off of exercise. Um, I started going to the gym recently and I'm, you know, I'm doing it out of joy. I'm doing it because I love moving my body. I love being active. I love going for walks and I love dancing. I started cheerleading this year and all that sort of stuff which is so cool and I just would not have been able to do it without recovery. I'm really managing and challenging my anxiety really well. I I still struggle with anxiety quite a bit especially at the moment with being in a level four lockdown again that was quite anxiety provoking but I'm you know I'm managing it well and I'm challenging myself I'm you know I'm forcing myself to go out you know going to parties it sounds like it's not a big deal and it isn't for most people you know like it's kind of just a normal thing you do in uni is you go out and you go to parties but for me it's a lot of mental strength and and it can be quite overwhelming and daunting but I'm doing it I'm you know I'm back taking my meds regularly I've realized that they are an essential part 
of my well-being and I'm not ashamed of that I will say that quite publicly I'm not ashamed of the fact that I am on medications for my mental illness it's just something that I need to do to look after myself and that's okay I go to therapy now for yeah so pretty much for the last eight months I've been seeing a therapist regularly um, almost every week and I have learned so much from it and I've benefited so much and I've been doing so well and I would 100% recommend therapy to anyone now. Before this therapist I had had a pretty rocky experience with therapy but I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm able to talk about what I'm feeling and things that I'm not feeling and stuff like that and it's really well. I'm fighting my eating disorder actively instead of engaging with it. I'm putting in a lot of effort, you know, I've got things, you know, I'm still struggling with my eating disorder, it's still hard, I'm still, you know, I still have guilt around food and I still worry about things and I'm still not entirely, you know, normal with my thing, with eating and everything but I'm, you know, I'm fighting to do better for myself and for a better life. I still struggle with things like body image, like I have it's been a long time you know like when you struggle with something for so long it's not going to go away overnight but it's a process and I'm learning and I'm really just at the moment I'm focusing on myself I'm putting myself first and I'm being my own number one and yeah my wellness is really what's my biggest priority in life at the moment I've got other stuff going on you know I still work a part-time job I do uni but my number one priority is looking after myself and it's what it needs to be for now and what it should have been for the rest of my life should have been focusing on myself so yeah that's sort of where I am now so this is a really long episode and a really beefy first episode to kick off this podcast but I feel like for the rest of the podcast to sort of have a bit of background information into where I've been where I am now and maybe where I'm going I haven't really talked about that actually but you'll find that out in later episodes but yeah this is a bit of background into where I've been and sort of where all my ideologies come from what I believe in and stuff like that yeah this has been my journey so far I hope you've enjoyed and I hope some of this resonates with some people I really just want you to know you're not alone in all of this and it is a journey and it's not all sunshine and rainbows but things can get better and they do get better and I'm living proof of that I have been in so I have been in low places and I've come out and I'm doing super well and yeah so yeah if you want to find me other places you can find us on Instagram us it's just me but you can find me on Instagram at small joe's podcast or on my own account well with kens and yeah I hope you enjoyed and if you have anything to say to me any questions any queries you can send them over to either of my Instagrams and I'll get back to you Yeah, thanks for listening. This has been Small Joys.